Hey there, Kelly here. Guests on the show share so many great ideas, but how do you start putting them into practice? Well, that's exactly what you'll explore when you sign up for the podcast weekly newsletter. Each week, you'll get three ideas from past guests sent straight to your inbox. You'll explore materials, techniques, tools, concepts, and mindsets in bite-sized pieces so that you can think about them and fold them into your own practice. It's completely free and you get it by signing up at learntopaintpodcast.com slash newsletter. You don't have to have been listening very long to the show before you hear a guest mention a limited palette. Limited palettes are the number one thing that both guests and listeners say marked the biggest change for their art practice. And this helps them with so many issues in their work. So today we're going to talk about limited palettes, what they are, various types, and why you might want to try limiting your own. Hello and welcome to the Learn to Paint podcast, the show that gives you artistic tools you can put to work. I'm your host, Kelly Ann Powers, and today we're talking about limited palettes. You can find a list of all artists mentioned in the show in the show notes at learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 74. All right, here we go. So first off, what is a limited palette? It's a deliberate limitation of the colors you use in a painting or paintings. We need to have a conversation around color. You have so many options for color as an artist today. You can walk into any art store and you'll be met with dozens, if not hundreds, of color options. When we're first starting out, our instinct may be to buy all the colors we need. After all, they're there and they're oh so pretty. So if you know you want to paint a yellow pear on a purple plate, you might buy the yellows and purples necessary to make that painting a reality. And if you do this enough times, you'll have drawers and drawers filled with colors. And almost ironically, this can make it harder to paint. A limited palette means you only use a few colors in every painting and do a lot of color mixing. So for example, you might have one yellow, one red, and one blue, the primaries, and mix all of your secondary and tertiary colors, orange, purple, green, grays, etc. For example, when I finally started to feel like I was getting a handle on color, it was because I switched to an extremely limited palette of one yellow, one red, and one blue plus white. In acrylic, I used cadmium yellow medium, cadmium red medium, and cobalt blue plus titanium white for all of my mixtures. And I mixed all of my secondary and tertiary colors. Was this super confusing at first? Absolutely. Could I mix every color I saw in the world? Absolutely not. But I quickly discovered something. By mixing with only those three colors plus white, I found my mixing ability and color knowledge got way better, way faster. Like so much faster than when I was trying to mix from dozens of colors. And another thing happened. My painting started to look cohesive and harmonious. Whereas before I would end up painting and some colors just felt out of place. When I switched to a limited palette, suddenly my paintings were instantaneously harmonious. I no longer had to even really think about creating color harmony because it just happened naturally. To me, that trade-off was absolutely worth 
not being able to mix some colors perfectly. For example, with that particular limited palette, I can't get bright purples. Not every combination of three primaries is going to give you bright secondaries, and that's just something you learn. But again, for me, that trade-off was worth it. What I gained? Faster color mixing knowledge, harmonious paintings, and also, honestly, just less stuff in my studio was well worth it. Now, you don't have to use a limited palette that is only three primaries plus white. Many guests on the show use what's called a split primary limited palette. That means they have two yellows, two reds, and two blues plus white. But how do you know which yellows, reds, and blues to choose? For a split primary palette, you'll choose a warm and a cool version of each of the primaries. Let's break that down. Color sits on a wheel. Yellow to orange to red to purple to blue to green back to yellow again, which means all of the yellows you can buy in an art store also sit somewhere on that color wheel. Cadmium yellow is different from yellow ochre, which is different from Hansa yellow. Some yellows are closer to red and orange, while some are closer to blue and green. The yellows that sit on the color wheel closer to green and blue, these are called cool yellows, while the ones that sit closer to red and orange, those are warm yellows. All still yellow, but they are different temperatures of yellow. So a split primary palette will have a warm yellow and a cool yellow, a warm red and a cool red, a warm blue and a cool blue. And really, with this palette, you can mix almost any color. It's kind of amazing. That's called a split primary palette, and it's what episode 14 guest Lisa Daria Kennedy uses in her daily painting practice. But there are other ways you can limit your palette. Episode 75 guest coming next week, Patty Vincent, has a palette consisting of two yellows, but only one red and one blue plus white. Her colors are primary yellow, yellow ochre, cobalt blue, and Phoenician red. This way she has access to the bright, bright yellows made possible only with primary yellow but also has a whole array of greens she can find in the landscapes with that yellow ochre. Other artists will use one yellow, one red, and one blue, but which one yellow, one red, and one blue they reach for changes. So they still have the variety of different color combinations in different paintings, but they still limit their palette in any one given painting. A slightly varied example of this is upcoming guest Ron Stoke. He has 35 wells on his watercolor palette, and they are all mostly full. But for a given painting, he'll use no more than five colors for the vast majority of that painting. That includes three workhorse colors that exist in almost every one of his paintings, and then he'll bring in another color or two based on what that individual painting and its subject needs. He then uses accent colors at the very end for small details, but the bulk of his colors for a given painting are limited. So when you hear an artist talk about their limited palette, ask yourself, why those colors? And the answer probably has something to do with the subjects they paint. But limited palettes don't just show up in representational painting. Non-representational painters use limited palettes too. For years, episode 48 guest Louise Fletcher has used some combination of five or six colors plus black and white for almost all of her paintings. That's thalo turquoise, cadmium orange, alizarin crimson, naples yellow, yellow ochre, plus white and black. 
By limiting her palette, she is instantaneously creating harmony in her paintings, and she can really learn the range of those particular colors. Those colors become an extension of her. She doesn't have to sit and think, wait, what do my colors do? She just knows because she's used them so much. Now, that doesn't mean there are never surprises for these guests when they're working with color, and it also doesn't mean their color gets stale. Anything but. That familiarity allows Lisa Daria Kennedy, Fletcher, Vincent, Stoke, all of these artists to push their colors even more because they know what they can do. So why might you want to limit your palette? Color is complicated. It is so complicated. And if you're trying to remember what different colors do, you can't be fully immersed in the painting experience. You can't watch your brushstrokes dance or your colors sing because you're too busy being distracted by all those variables of color combinations. Limited color allows you to learn what your color can and cannot do much quicker. And then once you know that, you can truly play with a painting. There's a type of play that just can't happen until you know your materials, including colors, well enough that you're not tripping over them in order to finish a painting. Think of the recipes you know by heart. You can just whip them up because you've created them so many times. You trust the flavors work together. You have instincts on how long something should bake. You know it by heart. That's one of the benefits of working with a limited palette. You begin to know what it can do by heart. A second reason to use a limited palette is color harmony. You can go from having to really think about color harmony to basically not having to worry about it at all when you use a limited palette, if only everything in art were as easy as that. So if you find yourself frustrated that you'll get done with a painting and some parts of it just seem to not fit color-wise, move to three primaries plus white, and you'll more or less never have that problem again. The third reason to use a limited palette is material costs and storage. Everything gets easier to manage when you have fewer things to keep track of. You can buy your paints in larger sizes, which is more expensive up front, but less expensive overall. And you'll trust that you'll use that paint because those are the colors you actually use. It's also just so much easier to store four colors than it is 30. It also makes painting a painting more straightforward. You spend less time trying to figure out which tubes of paint you need for this painting. And instead, you just get to work setting up your palette and getting into the paint. Are there limitations that come with a limited palette? Absolutely. There are some downsides. If you use an extremely limited palette like me, you might not be able to get some of those super saturated secondaries with those specific colors. So you can change some of your colors and get them, but some reds plus some blues don't make bright purples. And yes, you'll have to learn how to mix color, which can feel really daunting if you've never tried it, or if you've been trying to learn it while managing 40 colors. But goodness, the benefits of a limited palette are huge. Guest after guest and listener after listener of the show has said that limiting their palette has been one of the most freeing things they've done in their art. So if you're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed with color, try a limited palette for a month or a week. You don't need to go to the art store for this. Take the colors you have right now and choose one yellow, one red, and one blue plus white. The great thing about this is no matter what combination you use, you'll learn something. 
you might find your favorite purple mix ever, and you may learn that you hate these two colors to make orange. That's part of the fun. Remember, it's not forever. You're just going to try these colors for a little bit of time. If the idea of grabbing one random yellow, red, and blue isn't appealing, start with a warm palette or a cool palette. Flip a coin. For example, a cool primary palette might be a Hansa yellow, a magenta, and a phthalo blue. Please note though, anytime you use a phthalo, a little goes a long way. If you're looking for a warm palette, you might start with cadmium yellow medium, cadmium red medium, and ultramarine blue. Some artists consider ultramarine blue a cool blue, so there's always some debate among us. If you need help figuring out if the color you own is warm or cool, Google it. If you Google, is cadmium red a warm red or a cool red, you will find an answer. If you are already using a limited palette, I'd love to know what it is and why you've chosen those particular colors. What has working with a limited palette given you? Has it taken anything away that you kind of miss? Email me at kellyannpowers at learntopaintpodcast.com or leave a comment on the show notes page. So give a limited palette a try. And now that you know what it is, you'll be amazed at how many of the artists you love also use one. Thank you for joining me today for the podcast. For show notes, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 74. Thank you to everyone listening in the podcast art club. You make this show possible. Extra shiny thank yous to High Gloss supporters, Andrew Atterbury, Debbie and Brian Miller, Rihanna DeRold, Janet Wheeler, Nancy Bryant, Catherine Ordway, Pam Lyle, Victoria Young, and Slow River Studio. Happy painting!